This message is brought to you by ABC Church in Ammonford, West Wales. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org. Good morning, church. How is everybody? Good, good. It's great to be uh, in the house with you this morning. It's great to be in ABC. Uh, I hear you're having a podcast as well, are you? And it's live? Yeah, so welcome to those who are on the podcast or who are live as well. But it's good to be in God's house, isn't it? Yeah, fantastic. Absolutely love being in God's house. And you guys really know how to do church, to be fair. Really, really enjoyed myself this morning. And um, there's a great sense of community here. And uh, I think that's a testament to this church as well, community. Great to see some guys at the front as well. Younger ones. How old are you guys? Do you want to start? Go on, you go first. 17. And back there. 19. 20. There we are, not too bad. So I like to count, I like to count myself young as well. Um, I am 27, so it's not too bad, it's not too bad. There we are, Brill. Um, yeah, so for those of you who don't know me, my name is Rhys. Um, I'm a leader in uh, Cumdi Apostolic Church, which is up near Tali. And um, Tali, uh, Cumdi is a really good church, actually. It's a great church with some great people um, and with um, very talented people as well. And... Um, this, that church actually has a bit of a thing with this church as well, I believe, because um, Pastor Phil used to go to that church as well, didn't you, Pastor Phil? So if you didn't know that, there's a bit of history for you, and um, we can see that good things do come from Cundee as well, isn't it? So, um, yeah. So I'm here with my beautiful wife, Ruth, and she's been there, yeah, I can't see with this light. Um, but yeah, so I've been married to Ruth for about four and a half years now, still going strong, thankfully, still going strong. And um, we got a beautiful baby boy called Joshua, who's fast asleep right now, uh, which makes a change. So Ruth can uh, just relax a little bit. And if any of you want to have a cut with him after, right? I only charge two pound a cut. All right? Yeah? They, they don't see my first. Okay. Okay, so yeah, just a little bit more about us. So we've just recently started um, a church plant in Llandilo, uh, church outreach. We really feel um, like over the last 16 to 18 months, really, that um, you know, God has really put it on our heart to do something in Llandilo and to do an outreach in Llandilo. And um, we just started in the Hangout, which is a really cool and funky place. Um, so I'd just like to say that just only because I'd like you to really pray for us um, in the next coming weeks and months um, that we continue to do that. And we just really pray that God would move in the place and move in the town of Llandilo. I once heard that the, when it was the Revi- Welsh Revival, that Llandilo was completely missed. Um, but we want to make sure that it's hit this time by God. Um, so Pastor, I asked Pastor Phil to preach in our Llandilo outreach a couple of weeks ago, and he did an absolutely fantastic job. Um, so I'm hoping that I can do the same here this morning. Um, but... Bearing in mind now that our outreach is called Rivers Church, okay? Phil, in all his wisdom and his knowledge and everything, what do you reckon he preached on? Rivers. Rivers, that's right. So it was brilliant, Phil. Really, really enjoyed it. But I wanted to try and think of, you know, Phil thought about Rivers. So how could I try and adapt ABC into my message? <laughs> so I really, really thought about it. And I thought, do you know what? I'm not, I'm not as intelligent as Phil, so I'm not going to do that anyway. Um, the Jackson 5, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but um, what I am going to speak on is something I believe 
that not only God has been speaking to me about recently, um, but I think that he's been, that he wants to speak to you about this morning as well. And um, I think it's important that we hear from what he's got to say this morning, um, but it's going to be a challenge as well. So I'm all about blessing, but I'm all about challenge as well. So um, do you like a challenge? Yeah, good, because that's what you're going to get. You'll be challenged in the things of God. So I just want to start preparing your hearts for what I believe that God wants to say this morning, what he wants to do in you and through you in whatever season of life that you find yourself in. So the title of my message this morning is Breakthrough. So I don't know whether it's on the screen or not, but the title of my message is Breakthrough, okay? Should we say Breakthrough together? Breakthrough. Breakthrough. A little bit louder, go on. Breakthrough. Breakthrough, there we are. So God wants me to tell you this morning that there is breakthrough on the horizon. There's breakthrough not only in this church, but in your lives as well. It's not only this church, but it's the church as a collective. A breakthrough in his people, which he has been waiting a long time for. And it sounds exciting, doesn't it? Breakthrough is always exciting. And that's because it is. But there's always something that comes after something exciting. And it's this word, but. Isn't it? Just three little letters, but it's but. And with this but comes the challenge that I want to bring you. For this breakthrough to happen, I believe God is saying this morning that it firstly needs to begin within us. So I'll give you an acronym this morning, and it's not ABC, sorry. But it's this. It's B-Y-O-B. And it says, bring your own breakthrough. So say somewhere next to you, bring your own breakthrough. So if you'd like to join me in the scriptures, it's John chapter 5. And um, John chapter 5 is a great story that should be an encouragement for anyone who wants breakthrough in their life. And just for the record, I wonder if there is anyone here that needs a breakthrough in their life. Yeah? You don't need to you know, tell me what it is. I'm not going to ask you to come up and share it with the whole church. But I'm sure that in your life, there is something that you need breakthrough in. Yeah? I know that I do, 100%. Well, in the story that we're going to be looking at, we find a man who found himself in a situation where he needed a breakthrough. Unfortunately for this man, he was in the right place at the right time because unbeknown to him, Jesus was going to be passing by. Jesus was passing by this pool in Bethesda. So if you've got your Bibles with you or your phones, the scripture reads this from John chapter 5, verse 1. And it says this, Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there in Jerusalem, near the Sheep Gate, a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered columnades. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, and the paralyzed. I wonder whether we could add some into that as well, the gossips, the addicted, and the cynical. Sure, we could add a lot more to that list, but we're going to skip to verse 5. And the only reason I'm going from verse 3 to 5 is because in some translations, verse 4 is actually missed out. But we'll come back to verse 4 afterwards. And from verse 5, it says this. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he said, well, there's no point in bothering with him. We might as well find someone else. Is that what he would have said? 
No, I don't think so. I'm just testing you, by the way. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he said, oh, that's just James over there. He's over there somewhere, isn't he? There you are. Goodbye, James. James has always been like that, and he's never going to change. No, Jesus didn't say that either. You see, Jesus had a knack, and Jesus' knack was to walk by and see right into people's situations. We hear usually of the worst ones, but he would walk straight up to those situations and tackle them head on. Now, I want to be honest with you, and if you're anything like me, sometimes we come to church because we only feel that God can deal with the small things in our lives. The things that we were happy to share with others as we feel that maybe perhaps they're only trivial. But we're not here to talk about trivial things this morning, are we? We're here, we are here, and we're talking about breakthrough. And breakthrough only happens when we expose our deepest hurts and our deepest problems to God. Now, God already knows what's going on in your life. You know, he sees everything that you do. But what he wants you to do is to truly hand them over to him, hand over any situation to him. And that is where the breakthrough and change really starts to begin. Now, Jesus walks up to this man who is lying there on his mat, and this man has been there like that for 38 years. Now, I said I'm 27. 38 years is another 11 years for me, so it seems like ages. Um, But he's been that way for 38 years, in that sort of situation. He doesn't know anything different, does he? Now, Jesus walks up to this man and to the situation that he's in, and he asks him this question, do you want to get well? Jesus is asking you this morning, church, do you want to get well? And guys, this is an exciting question because that is, this is the place and that is the question where breakthrough has room to begin, especially when Jesus asks it. <clears throat> now, I find it really strange sometimes that people will come to church quite frequently and have absolutely no desire or intention to change anything about their life. A church is one of the many places, it's not just the place, it's one of the many places that we can encounter the living God, isn't it? So we should have at least, we should have no choice but to at least leave slightly different from when we first come in. I said church was amazing this morning, worship was absolutely class, and I love that last song as well, absolutely amazing. We should have no choice but to come, at, come out at least slightly different than when we first come in. Now, there are some things in life where we all want to see change, isn't there? But the problem is that the most of us like the idea of God changing our circumstances rather than God changing us. There was a pool in Jerusalem called Bethesda. Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie. And let me tell you about everyone here today. Everyone's got a condition. Everyone on your row's got a condition. Everyone's got an ache inside. Some are more visible than others, granted. But the thing is about our conditions is that as a church, we've got really, really good at hiding them, haven't we? And keeping them into ourselves. As a church, we get really good at hiding our problems and our issues. I wonder if we could just pause for just one second and focus on something in our lives that we know needs to change. Something that you personally need a breakthrough from God in. 
Think about it visually in your minds for a minute. Just think about it. And now what I want you to do is put down a marker against it, whatever you're thinking as well. You see, for each of us, what we're thinking will probably be slightly different from someone else. But here's an interesting thought. I can probably guarantee that 99% of you, when I just asked you to think about something, probably related to a situation of your own life. Yeah? yeah? Is that fair to say? Perhaps some of you were thinking that you want to have a breakthrough in your family life, with your parents, your brothers, your sisters. Others perhaps want a breakthrough with getting, in, uh, getting um, the job that you've always wanted. Um, Maybe some of you need a breakthrough in your relationship with your husbands, your wives, your boyfriends, or your girlfriends, anything like that. And these are all great things to be praying about, by the way. And many people here probably do need breakthroughs in those areas of their life. But I wonder whether anyone said or thought about having, in, having a breakthrough in their life from themselves. In this season of breakthrough, I want God to set me free from me from my own stubborn ways, just ask my wife, from my own unclean thoughts, and from my own massive insecurities. Do you know, even just getting up in front of you guys this morning, I'm absolutely bricking it, to be honest, but it's mass, you know, massive insecurities. Sometimes we just need to take a step back, make a mark, and say to God, God, will you change me? be great if you could give me that job that I always wanted or you can sort out my relationship with others but it starts right here in this place and in my heart do something new in me God <clears throat> and Jesus is asking you this morning do you really want to change do you want it to change uh, sorry not do you want it to change but do you want you to change and Jesus asks this man a question. Do you want to get well? Not do you want to feel better, but do you want to get well? And there's a massive difference in that. We can come to church to feel better and never get well. We can come to church for comfort and we can leave unchanged. And that's what the pool in Bethesda represented in the story. It was somewhere to be comfortable it was somewhere to be with other people who had similar disabilities and struggles, thereby feeling normal in their own dysfunction. So here we are, laying by the pool, and we've been this way for so long that we've given up on change. Nobody cares for me. I've been like this all my life. But we're sitting here waiting for verse 4 to happen. And like I said earlier, I missed out verse 4 for this very reason. And verse 4 says, from time to time, an angel of the Lord would come down. And so often we're asking God to come down, aren't we? And stir up the waters. The first one into the pool, after each, dis each such disturbance, would be cured of whatever disease they had. Which put this man that we're reading about, who was lying on a mat at a bit of a disadvantage really, isn't it? Because he couldn't get up. Because when the angel would come down and stir the water the first one in the pool would win. And that's the way the religion works sometimes. The first one in wins. The person with the most titles or the most knowledge 
or the best church attendance. Who has got the best church attendance, actually? <laughs> Only joking. But that isn't how Jesus works, is it? Praise God. This is what grace is and what grace does. Jesus walks up to the one who would have been last in line and says, you first. I came for you. Think about it like this. The greater the desperation for a miracle, the greater the opportunity for a miracle. So if you are desperate this morning for something to happen and need something from God, then you're in the right place at the right time because this is where breakthrough begins. Now this man that we read about had reasons as to why he couldn't receive the blessing that he wanted and needed. And he says this from verse 7. It says, Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. And what this man was saying was true. It was a, it was a fact. Previously, he didn't have anyone to help him into the pool to receive the blessing that he wanted. Uh, because it was all for one and one for all, trying to get into the water after it had been stirred by the angel. But what we as Christians especially need to realise is that faith has the power and the ability to override the facts. The man was full of excuses as to why he couldn't receive the blessing, which can kind of sound a lot like us sometimes, can't it? I wonder what kind of excuses we've been hiding behind or are indeed still hiding behind today. You see, the man wasn't able to get into the water. But if you want to look back a little bit in John chapter 4, I'm sorry, Karis, I haven't told you about this bit. <laughs> but we go with it anyways. John chapter 4, we read the story of Jesus sitting by a well. And a Samaritan woman comes to draw water, and Jesus asks her for a drink. The woman was taken back slightly, as Jews and Samaritans didn't usually associate themselves with each other, but that's what I love about Jesus, that he breaks down all social barriers. There was again another discussion, which is where it gets interesting. So it's John chapter 4, verses 9 to 14, and it reads this. The Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Jesus is the living well, and Jesus is indeed the living water. Jesus is saying to the man, I know that you couldn't get into the water, which is why the water has come to you. And this is love, grace, and mercy wrapped up as one in an incredible expression. The man couldn't get into the water, but that Jesus, the living water, came to him now breakthrough begins when our excuses end and jesus gives this man a command doesn't he a command that brings change lasting change and evident change jesus after hearing all of his excuses for example no one to help him he hasn't got anybody nobody loves him all that sort of stuff when his or our excuses in life stop 
it gives an opportunity for breakthrough to flourish. Reading from verse 8 back in John chapter 5, it says this, Then Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. Now, could it be possible that while we are waiting for God to come down, like we've already said, that God is waiting for us to get up? Yeah? Could it be possible that while we are waiting for God to come down, God is waiting for us to get up? Maybe breakthrough doesn't come when our situation changes, but when we make the conscious decision in our own lives to trust fully in God and to make it happen, to give it a go. I mentioned an acronym earlier, which was BYOB. What was it? Bring your own back. There's some people listening, isn't there? Breakthrough begins with you, and it begins with me. We need to make a conscious effort this morning, along with the, hope, uh, the help of the Holy Spirit, of course, if we want to see change and evident change. Change in our own lives, change in the lives of our families, and change in the life of our local communities. What I believe God wants to say to every single person here today is this. Be the change that I know you can be. And be the change that I want you to be. Because breakthrough starts with you and it starts with me. It starts from the inside out. Are you waiting for God to come down this morning? Well, he's waiting for you to get up. I wonder if we could just do that for a minute as well, actually. wonder if we could all just stand in response to that. God is waiting for us to get up. I wonder if we could all just close our eyes and just to think about the challenge that's been brought forward from God this morning. And if there's anything in your life that you need a breakthrough in today, and I know there's many in mine, why don't you just lift it up to God right now? I'm just going to pray and then I'm going to hand over back to the team. But like I said, if there's anything that you need to lift up to God this morning, then do it in these next couple of moments. Breakthrough begins when you decide to get up. Trust fully in God and do what he's asked you to do. Not only in your own life, but in the lives of the people around you, in your family, in your relationships, and in your local community as well. Father, we give you thanks this morning for everything that you do in each and every one of our lives. Lord, we thank you that you are here today with us. We thank you for your presence. And Lord Jesus, we just want to lift up all of our circumstances, Lord, that seem massive to us today. 
And there are some here who are facing massive challenges, Lord. Lord, help us to see with your eyes. Show us, Lord, what you want us to do in those situations. But Lord, more than that, start a new work in us today. Start a work that is evident change, that is lasting change, Lord. And Lord, that we would be attuned to you. That we would look to everything that you do, Father God, and just be blown away by what you're going to do in our lives. Father God, start the work within us. Start the work within us, Lord. Help us to rise up. Jesus. This message was brought to you by ABC Church. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org or search for us on Facebook or Twitter. You can also contact us by phone on 01269 596000.